Hi, welcome to the This Mama Needs Grace podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Capel. This is a podcast about a lot of things. Motherhood, marriage, coffee, running, routines. But above all else, this is a podcast about love. It is about grace, and it ultimately is about Jesus. Join me here every week where I turn my neat, typed-up blog content into a raw and honest conversation with you, my friend. Happy Monday and welcome to episode number five of This Mama Needs Grace podcast. Today in the podcast, I share my posts from the week, which are all about marathoning and managing the floors. Over here at the Capel household, we are in the middle of training for our first marathon. Lance and I are running the San Francisco Marathon at the end of July, and as the mileage has been slowly increasing, I have very much been faced with the fact that I need to adjust. I must make small changes as I marathon train postpartum. Like a lot of what I write about, post-baby life does not need to stop you from doing all the things. You just need to adapt and make a few changes along the way. I switched gears a bit and I write about my maddening relationship with the floors of our home. I don't know about you, but my floors are always a chaotic mess. And the thing is, I try so hard to keep them clean. As I write about, the floors very closely symbolize my life. I am learning practical ways to manage the floors while also letting go and allowing my security to be tied to the Lord, not the cleanliness of our floors. I get it. On the surface, marathons and cleaning seems pretty boring, but this is just what my life looks like right now, and so I'm just writing where I am. My hope is that through these relatively mundane tasks, the Lord can show you the beautiful lessons that he is also teaching me. Enough rambling. Without further ado, here are my posts from the week. Five tips for postpartum marathon training. Marathon training is a commitment. It is hard work, requires lots of miles and time, and takes a lot out of your body. While not everyone would recommend training for a marathon a few months after having a baby, I am finding that not only is it very much possible, but the goal of completing my first marathon and getting a Boston qualifier is such a positive outlet for me as I adjust to my new role as mother. For eight years prior to baby, I ran competitively on the high school and college level. By the time I graduated college and ran my last race at the NCAA Regional 5K race, I thought I was for sure done with running. I was burnt out and over it. The part I didn't realize was how important running was for me. Not only just for my lungs, it was important for my heart, and not just the health of my heart. Running fueled much more than just health for me. Yes, it has given me a low heart rate and toned calves, but more than that, it has given me a heart that is disciplined, hardworking, dedicated, and passionate. As much as I wanted to walk away from running, I couldn't. Those eight years of running changed something within me. It built up an endurance and love for a sport that sometimes causes a lot of pain. I now know how I feel not running, not competing, not dreaming about PRs, and I much prefer who I am when I am running. It is good for me. I need the steady rhythm running gives my life. I need the structure, the mileage, the discipline. 
Running looks different for me now than when I was a collegiate runner. I have a baby, I sleep less, things revolve around baby, not training. While my training is much less intense and timely, I still believe there are still some good times left in these legs of mine. Since life is now much different compared to college, I need to adjust the way I train. I have definitely been faced with the desire and pressure to train like I used to, but then I'm faced with the reality of broken sleep and less energy and time. I also am still nursing Hudson, so this is another factor that needs to be considered with my training. Marathon training is one thing, but specifically postpartum marathon training is something that needs to be handled differently. Here are five things to consider if you are training for a marathon postpartum. Number one, take days off. This is a good idea for any athlete, but especially if you recently had a baby, it is important to give your body ample rest and recovery. I started running about four months postpartum. When I started, I was only running a couple times a week. I slowly, very slowly built in mileage and frequency. Now, almost a year postpartum, I am not that far off from college mileage. I have been still taking two days off a week. This will be my first week running six days. The main point to note here is that I didn't go from having a baby to running six days a week. As you can see, it was almost a year process to build back into fitness in the type of mileage my body was used to pre-baby. Number two, fuel and hydrate. Again, this is another one that is important for all humans, especially active ones, but proper hydration and feeling is even more important when you're breastfeeding. You burn on average 200 to 500 extra calories a day breastfeeding. It is super important that you consider these extra calories plus the calories burnt running. Marathoning milk-producing mamas also should be sure to get in enough calcium. On average, women lose 3 to 5% of bone mass while breastfeeding. It is a good idea to continue taking prenatal vitamins to help with this loss of nutrients. Along with fueling, it is also necessary to keep up on water intake. It takes water to make milk. Sweating also causes you to lose water. In combination, this is a lot of extra fluid that is needed. Your body needs this extra hydration. A couple of weeks ago, after running 15 miles and then nursing Hudson 30 minutes after, I experienced severe dehydration. I lost way too much water and was not properly hydrating before and after. This is just another reason why hydration is so important especially with high mileage and milk production. Number three, adjust expectations and goals. This is a big one. I find myself training or wishing I was training the way I used to in college. My body is simply not the same. Not only that, but my life conditions are extremely different. I cannot expect the same results when I am still getting very broken and minimal sleep. Life revolves around Hudson, not a personal record. This is just a fact of the matter, and I wouldn't want it any other way, but this means that I need to adjust pace expectations and overall running goals. I think you can absolutely still have high expectations and goals. Postpartum running does not need to hold you back too much, but I do think it is mentally important to accept that your body and life is different now. Therefore, training will need to be adjusted. Number four, schedule baby care for long runs. I just wrote a post all about running with the baby jogger. You can go back to my blog and read all about that. While I am still running two to three runs weekly with baby jogger, you definitely will want to have someone watch your baby for the long runs. My baby's max is about 70 minutes in the jogger. 
This takes more planning, but it is important that you can schedule out when you will get good quality long runs in without baby. Lance and I have been doing our long runs in Palos Verdes. On our drive over, we drop Hudson and our dog Nala off at their grandparents' house. This is super helpful and even allows Lance and I to spend some time just the two of us. It is necessary to get runs in without jogger so you can run a bit more of an honest pace. The jogger definitely slows me down, but it still is good training. It just needs to be paired with training runs without jogger as well. Number five, don't compare. It is so easy to look at your training and compare it to others. I do this all the time with my husband. I get jealous and feel behind when I see how many more miles he is logging compared to myself. He is doing more intense workouts while I am just working on building mileage. The big difference here is that he didn't have a baby 11 months ago. I can't compare his training with mine. It is and should be relatively different. Training for a marathon postpartum is totally possible. Like with most baby-related things, it does require a tad more planning and intentionality. While this marathon training postpartum thing is not for everyone, I have found it to be a really key element in helping me get back to feeling normal. It has given me an outlet. It has shown me I still very much have a body that is capable of handling mileage and intensity. It has given me a goal. Especially as a stay-at-home mom, marathon training has given me a purpose to focus on. So when it comes to postpartum marathon training, be sure to make adjustments when necessary, drink lots of water, and allow room for lots and lots of grace. The impossible task of cleaning floors. We all have insecurities. They often manifest in different ways. For me, the floors of our house are more than just floors. They are the status of how good of a wife and mother I am. I know that might sound crazy, but that is just how my mind works. Clean and shiny floors and I feel pretty good about myself. Nala hair everywhere, baby smeared handprints, and I feel like a failure. The floors of our home represent a deep insecurity for myself. It feels like this impossible task to keep the floors clean. The thing with the floors is no matter how hard I try to keep them clean, they never look that great. I don't know about you, but the floors act as a pretty good metaphor for my life. I try so hard, I put forth so much effort to be perfect and hold things together with my two little shaking hands, and the result is always the same. Unsatisfactory floors. I think God laughs the way I tirelessly sweep our floors. I sweep, I swiffer, I sweep again. Every meal is another sweep. I try to control the mess. I try to bring order to the chaos, but my efforts never seem to be enough. Does this sound familiar to you? It does to me. Love and approval, thankfully, do not come from how tidy the home is and how spotless the floors are. The floors are not the status of how good of a wife I am. The floors, especially with a golden retriever and a baby, will never look perfect. Or maybe they will for a few minutes, so then mealtime will come and there will be puffs and blueberries everywhere. There will be mud-tracked paw prints. There will be leaves and twigs. There will be a million little toys strewn everywhere. This week, we literally had an inflatable bounce house in the middle of our living room. It was an early birthday present for Hudson. It was a lot of work to get it inflated, so I kept it up for a few days. We also are in the middle of a bathroom remodel, so there's a massive box with our new vanity sitting in our living room. 
Not to mention I spilled half a tub of melted vanilla ice cream everywhere last night. Get the picture? Our floors are a chaotic mess over here. I can sweep and organize and shine all I want, but there will be chaos the next day. I guarantee it. So, does that mean we give up? Do we throw away the broom? No, we keep sweeping. But we sweep without anxiety or stress or need of approval. We sweep to manage the chaos, but thankfully the status of our floors does not represent our status as wives, mothers, daughters. Since I am all about creating lists, here are my top five ways to manage the floors without driving yourself insane. The most important thing that is not included in this list is everything I just discussed. Clean floors are a good thing, but in the whole scheme of life, who really cares that much? I want a clean and pure heart. My floors are a bit of a mess. I think I will survive. Number one, choose one day for a major clean. Mondays over at the Cable Home are for getting things back together. I really don't do much cleaning at all on the weekends. This is a necessary break and it allows me to be refreshed by Monday to get the house back in order. For us, Monday is the day of the week that I focus on a major clean of our floors. I typically throw all the rugs in the washer, run our shark ion robot, lovingly called Sharky because this robot vacuum makes my life so much easier, and Swiffer afterwards. Truth is, I don't even spend that much time on this major clean. I let the washer and Sharky do their things. The idea here is more about implementing these rhythms so I know the rugs are clean and dust bunnies under the couch are taken care of. Number two, clean daily for a short duration. The floors, like the sink and laundry basket, are one of those things that if left even for a day, quickly becomes overwhelming and uncontrolled. Even if I just do a super quick sweep of the floors every evening for 10 minutes, the task of cleaning them becomes more manageable. While the floors are my least favorite thing to clean, I have found that the more I can treat them as a daily routine, like making the bed, the easier they become. An hour of cleaning the floors broken up into five to six days is so much more enjoyable than a straight 60 minutes of floor cleaning. Break it into daily tasks. Number three, invent, invest in good cleaning products. For a long time, we had this terrible vacuum. It was bulky, hard to navigate, and seemed to always leave crumbs. Then, for Christmas, my parents got us the Shark Ion Robot Vacuum, and our carpets have never been cleaner. I run Sharky through all of our carpeted rooms every week. Before, the carpets did not see a vacuum nearly that much. The point here is, the sleeker and easier to use a product, the more likely you will want to clean. Initially, it is a higher investment, but long run, it is worth it because you will actually use the product on a regular basis and your house will be much cleaner. Number four, pick up toys quickly during naps and bedtime. It is so easy to get overwhelmed by all the scattered toys that seem to accumulate on a daily basis. It seems so bad with just one baby, I can't even imagine what it will be like in a few years. I have found the easiest way to manage all the toys is to do very quick pickups when he is asleep. This usually means putting the toys that were out back in the pack and play. Later on, I will go back and organize toys more thoroughly, but this is a quick way to at least declutter the floors. It is amazing how things already feel cleaner and more organized after just a few minutes of clearing the toys. When he goes down to bed, I am usually exhausted, so the, so the idea of cleaning more is never appealing. But 
I try to consistently take even just five minutes to put away all the toys that are out. It is so much nicer to wake up to a relatively clean and clear floor. Number five, let it go. Probably the most important tip of them all. Let it go. My control tendencies have come out in full force now that we have a kid. I am slowly learning to let go of the little things that I used to lose sleep about. More often than not, my floors are going to look less than perfect. I can guarantee it that Hudson is going to leave the floor a mess every single meal. I can guarantee that Nala is going to shed like it's her full-time job. I can guarantee that by the end of the day, there will be books, balls, and blocks everywhere. This is just going to happen. We will likely have visitors come at exactly the time where all three of those situations listed above collide at the same time. And I will need to just let it go. I'm sure they do not care nearly as much as I do. Remember this, your status as a wife, a mom, a Christian, a woman has nothing to do with how clean your floors are. Remember, God is in the heart business, not the floor business. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're loving the This Mama Needs Grace podcast, could you do me a huge favor? Could you go on over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast? Your stars and words would mean a lot to me. You can also connect with us on social media. Our Instagram is at TMNG underscore podcast. We are taking a family vacation to New York City this week, so I will be taking the week off. But I will see you back here in two Mondays. Have a great week and a happy Memorial Day. Hope you can take some quiet time to remember all the service members that sacrificed their lives to protect our country. We are so thankful.